Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Live from the Mobile Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. Welcome into The Diener Show here on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Ville. Mark Blankenbaker in for Drew. Drew's down there in Florida and he's enjoying some good weather, and we're all waking up to snow. Steve Rummage will be along with us shortly. Uh, Going to be in a little bit late today, you know, normal playing thing, kids, stuff like that. He's filling in. He's normally in at 10 o'clock. So me and Chase are going to roll along, uh, you know, here for the first half hour or so, and hopefully Rummage can get in, on a, you know, pretty quickly. And it's, a, it's, an, it's an NTI day. They don't call them snow days anymore, Chase. They're NTI days for Jefferson County. Uh, but, you know, I guess it, it, the snow knocked us out of school here in Santa Claus, Indiana. Uh, you know, they don't call it where they call it a snow day. You know, they actually have a makeup day. But I guess I, I guess I'd prefer an NTI day, though, because uh, an NTI day means I guess you don't have to make it up, right? Yeah. I mean, see, part of me is like I feel bad for them because they don't get to experience a regular snow day where you go out and sled and you don't have to worry about school at all. But at the same time, yeah, you don't have to make it up. You don't have to go to school until June right. 15th. So, you know. Right. I think there's something going on with the mic in there, buddy. I'm, I'm, I don't know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, let me that. let me look. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, so there's uh, – yeah, you're right, though. Um, I could hear that part. That basically, uh, you know, yeah, you, you kind of feel bad for them. They can't go out and play in the snow. But I don't think there's enough snow to really, like, go sledding them. Maybe there is, I guess. But, like – what I have here is is a decent amount of snow, enough to make it slick, but not really get you stuck. And I always feel like you have to have enough enough snow to get your car stuck in order to go sledding in at least at least all day. Because you know when you have like that that coating of snow that you that you sled over, uh, you know then then uh, you know that's uh, <laughs> you know then the, then you know it, all of a sudden you're running over grass pretty quickly and so yeah you could sled a little bit but then you got to find a different path different path different path uh so you know i mean if, if you know it's it's cool to see a little bit of snow hopefully everybody's safe on the roadways out there this morning uh and and drew played it right man i mean he did and uh he he's down there in florida in hollywood florida uh where i assume the weather is pretty good this morning we're gonna look that up kind of quickly here um but no just to see oh, 68 degrees this morning in Hollywood, 20, uh, 26 degrees with snow in Louisville, 4 degrees in Kansas City, Missouri, which I have that listed there because of uh, the, the game last weekend. It's still kind of popping up there on my favorites, which we need to move Kansas City to side. I don't need to see Kansas City's weather on my on my weather.com. But, yeah, so he's played that right. Uh, congratulations to him. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully it's, it's, it's safe out there for everybody and uh, I don't know. Do you have that microphone fixed now, Chase? Did Let's you... see. Oh yeah, sound oh, better. God. All right, cool. amazingly better. James Black's a wizard. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's a, he knows he knows what when it starts to happen. He knows what's what's causing it. You know, like yeah. there's a reason why James Black has ascended in our uh, in our in our company uh, fast. You know, there's a reason oh, for yeah. that. So. Uh, so yeah, so it might take it might take Steve a little bit longer with the roads and and you know obviously the um, you know with school getting canceled we'll just have, we'll get Steve when we get Steve you know like that that's just how that'll go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he would be you know a little later. I only assume the snow is not going to make it easier. So 
Yeah, well, I mean, maybe, that, maybe it's in definitely town. not going to go any faster. Yeah, you know, yeah, with that. So yeah, uh, so yeah, so we'll we'll be patient with that. We've got a number of things that I had yesterday, Chase, that I wanted to get to. Uh, you know, really, but but you know, we, we Kenny Payne just threw a wrench in our plans, right? Like we, yeah, we obviously going to have Louisville Wake Forest tomorrow uh, from Winston Salem. We'll have coverage starting at ten thirty. Uh, down there, network coverage from Learfield, but on 93.9 The Ville, we'll have that. The, the University of Louisville women uh, just boat raced Clemson last night. Like, just just killed them. And uh, it was it was great. Uh, I didn't actually even see the final score on that because it was such a non-competitive game. You know, they, they went down there to Little John, and there was a lot of people down there in Clemson. And, and uh, you know, so... It's pretty great, you know, to see what the Louisville women's team, you know, is doing right now. They're they're just, they're four, you know, are they four and zero, five and zero? They're 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 undefeated in the ACC. I know that. So they finished eighty one sixty four, beat them by seventeen, and it was a, uh, you know, I, I hate to say a ho hum game because that's what you're supposed to do, but it's on the road. And then Sunday, the Louisville women will have uh, number twenty three North Carolina in a game that. Is at two o'clock. We'll have it on ninety three nine Deville. It'll be on the ACC network. Uh, check it out because I mean this women's team is absolutely rolling, and it's the, this is a, a game that uh, coming up with the, with Carolina. That's one of those games that you know it's competitive enough that they could lose. I mean it's it's kind of like that Miami game that we had uh, kind of on New Year's Eve. Tough. Uh, on the road is going to be kind of a, a tough one to win. So uh, you know, gonna you know that, that that's that's a good test for Jeff Walls before they before they start seeing some of these other highly ranked teams that are on the schedule in the ACC. The ACC is absolutely loaded, Chase. So uh, you know, so a little women's basketball talk for you here on a, on a Friday, man. What, how you um, you get you got so many women's games, Chase? No, I haven't. I mean, I'm you know how I like weekends. I'm kind of working soccer stuff like that but man they're really hitting a roll aren't they like it, it's impressive every year Jeff every Walls year. has them has them rolling around now well till, I mean till the tournament through the tournament. yeah 16 and 2 you know with a pretty much an overhaul roster they lost to Alabama uh early in November they uh, you know they, they they they've they've lost two games it's Alabama and UConn you know yeah plus the UConn and Alabama and the Alabama game was in the in a classic. I don't know the name of it, but it was in it was in Houston. And they're just basically just you know, they they they're a good team. They've got some studs. They're just going to roll along. Are they South Carolina? Uh, probably not. But no. like they, but let you know, in twenty thirteen, I didn't think they were going to be Brittany Griner and Baylor. So you know, roll. You know, that was a stunner. And this team has enough talent, like the twenty thirteen team did. To knock off anybody on a given night, so uh, and maybe somebody else to do the hard work for them. Well, yeah, I I, I talked to some friends that I have on the women's basketball staff at Bellarmine, um, and the, you know, the, this he's an assistant coach. He said but he's hasn't seen a Louisville team that plays that good a defense yet. Oh um, yeah. So I'm you know I that that's a that's a you know high praise after you know how many years have we been in the Elite Eight in a row now? Like oh, I, I mean, it's ridiculous. I can't count. Is it six? It, yeah, I mean, it's six, seven. It's I mean, at I, least I, five. I, yeah, that Jeff Walls has kind of created that standard, and uh, you know, tough to live up to the standard once you set it. But that's what Jeff Walls has done is he invented something for our sports calendar, and now our, I think our fans are expecting to host in the first round. They're expecting to be in the second weekend of the NSA tournament. They, uh, you know, and last year was a little weird, really. Like they made the Elite Eight, but they had a bunch of losses. They didn't play. They didn't play together, right? Like for a lot of a lot of the year, they were disjointed. And Walls talked about it and stuff like that. This year feels like there's a lot more flow, a lot more togetherness, and uh, and I I fully expect to see great 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 results. It doesn't mean in a single elimination tournament that you can't stumble, but that's uh you know it's it's going well. So uh, really really enjoyed that last night it's always good to be Clemson but you know one of the things that's happening uh with college athletics is especially in the ACC is is Florida State and the battle that's happening between Florida State and uh the ACC and kind of touched on it yesterday but we couldn't talk about it a great deal and we're going to talk about this going into Ethan Moore here at seven thirty. but I kind of want to just 
whet the appetite here before we get into it with Ethan. This is ugly between the ACC and Florida State. This is something that is going to, like somebody's going to win in court. And for Louisville, if if you want the ACC to remain intact, you want it to be the ACC. Uh, So basically, I, I know a lot of people remember that back in December, Florida State filed a lawsuit but they didn't know, and 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 but the ACC beat them to a beat them to the punch. They did it a day earlier. So the ACC had caught in wind that Florida State was going to file a, a lawsuit against the ACC to, to get um, relief from the buyout that the, the, you know that they, and they were claiming that the that the exit fee was too punitive for uh, for the, the member schools and that they wanted they wanted a lesser note. They wanted to they, they wanted to be able to do that. Well, Florida State was going to file the ACC, beat them to the punch, filed it in Carolina so that we wouldn't have to go through judges that are FSU fans, that are FSU uh, boosters, <laughs> and, uh, you know, friendly to FSU in Tallahassee, Florida. The ACC beat them to the punch, and they filed that now. And then third Tuesday, the ACC filed uh, an, um, an updated version of their lawsuit, and they, and they said, you know, that FSU is – breaching its contract with the ACC, they're breaching its confidentiality in the media rights agreement and breaching its fiduciary obligations and obligations of good faith. And, and you know, the ACC famously, Chase, they wouldn't allow anybody to leave or have or hold or make public the grant of rights document that uh, everybody's bound to to 2036. So, uh, schools attorneys had to travel to Greensboro and now Charlotte because the ACC headquarters have moved from Greensboro to Charlotte to view the document. And while um, and while they were there, they were basically going to be overseen. You know, like people were going to be over their shoulder. There were not going to be any photographs taken of that document. Well, anyway, uh, Florida State basically by making uh, by filing a lawsuit where this document was going to be reviewed by the courts. That document's going to be made public. So the ACC is very, very, very upset about the the public nature of this document. And, uh, you know, people are, you know, so, so the ACC is very upset about that. But they're also trying to just get the ACC to say, is the grant of rights that everybody signed willingly, is it valid? And And I actually think they're going to get that ruling in their favor but it's going to be interesting to see if florida state can can win this in court so you uh so you think florida state is going to get the ruling in their favor you think the acc i think the acc will because Uh, um, florida state was under no duress when they signed the the agreement you know like uh and you know this and, and and florida state will probably win some of these points like uh you know the the contract has been uh you know made public the, the confidentiality and the media rights agreement part because sun, Florida is a sunshine state, right? Like they yeah. have to do all of these things in public. They can't have uh, agreements in the state of Florida that um, are secret. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so it's, it's a little bit, I think they'll win that part, uh, but I don't think that they'll be able to get out of the grant of rights. agreement. I do think that Florida state will be held, 2036, but this is going to be interesting to watch happen. And and in the meantime, what the ACC is asking for from the uh, from the, the the courts is that is that a the, that Florida State be uh, basically barred from conference business, conference decision making, uh, meetings, voting, all that. Not in meetings until this um, entire situation is worked out. And because if Florida State's going to leave, the ACC would like for Florida State to not make ACC decisions. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I, think that's a, I think that's a reasonable request. Yeah, so the, the main goal for Florida State has is, is always been leaving, right? Yeah. Uh, is this, uh, like, I just don't know if this is the correct way to try to go about it because if it doesn't work out, like, the bad blood created – you know, if you're held to that agreement until what you said, 2036, right? 2036, or or you pay 572 million dollars. Yeah, so they need it. I mean, they need to 
Saudi Arabian prince or somebody to come over and pay that fee if they're going to. They mean, need to sell. Mil- they need to st- sell nuclear secrets to Qatar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I, I just. What think, was that whole story? What I'm, was I'm that not whole sure. Story with Texas A&M. I guess they got money from Qatar for selling nuclear secrets. Like, like is is Texas A&M going to be the enemy of the state? See now. It doesn't surprise me because, I mean, there's money. There's a lot of money over there. And Texas A&M is involved with a lot of money. So, <laughs> you know, money tracks. It, it does track, but why are we, why are we doing that? So, uh, <laughs> so uh, I guess that there's a misinformation campaign or something like that. Uh, but, man, I tell you what, uh, a Texas A&M and Qatar relationship could expose nuclear secrets. I have utterly no idea about, but there is a probe into Qatar secretly securing weapons and nuclear secrets, and A&M has put out lots of different things on this, and I honestly, I'm just tracking this different deal. <laughs> like, but, but yeah, maybe that's what they need to do. Maybe Florida State needs to get into the nuclear arms business and start yeah. selling um, weapons th- th- all for football. All yeah, for college yeah. football. Pay, pay your pay, pay your grand rights and get out of there, man. You know? <laughs> exactly. It's ridiculous. I just don't like the bad blood that this is going to create. Even and there were there was already bad blood beforehand, but now it's like, I mean, what you guys are trying to me, it seems like they're trying to nuisance their way out of being in the ACC. They want the ACC to get so tired of them that they're like. Just get out of here. I don't. I don't want to deal with you anymore. That's yeah, what it seems nu- like to me. Nuisance your way out of it. I think is an interesting way because I, you know, because I don't think that's going to work. I no. think that the ACC understands the stability factor of keeping everything whole, uh, and I understand. And and part of this is there's a reason why the ACC added three schools, right? Why well, they added mm-hmm. Stanford, Cal, and SMU because they have to have. 16 teams in the league in order for uh, the, the the media rights agreement to be valid with ESPN. So if if um, if for whatever reason the league all of a sudden loses three members, they have to have um, you know three more members to continue on with the current agreement with ESPN. And so if they lose them and they can't find va- uh, viable replacements, you know ESPN could say well. That doesn't work. But they've gone and gotten two Power uh, Five schools, formerly Power Five, with the, with the Pac-12 and SMU, who um, you know is is kind of a sending program, has a lot of money, has a lot of want to. Uh, so, the, you know, Jim Phillips, while he may have acted, uh, you know, late, because there were probably better options on the table, he at least acted preemptively so that if Florida State does leave and that follow and then North Carolina or Clemson or Miami follow him that or follow the ACC or sorry Florida State out of the ACC that they already have three schools in place to make sure that they've got number of rosters so that there is stability in the league so that it doesn't fall apart like the Pac-12 did the Pac-12 evaporated it in front of our face yes uh fast and it was done because of TV. It was done because of television. And you can look at Greg Sankey, and you can look at um, you know the Big Twelve, and you can look at the Big Ten as these big bad. But they're not pulling the strings. It's television. This is Fox versus ESPN. One hundred percent. What this is, and uh, they're doing this. And and it doesn't make sense that and, and where Florida State and Clemson and Miami are are in a bad spot is. They're already owned by ESPN. They yeah. already and ESPN already gets them at a discount. I don't think ESPN is really wanting to pay more for something they already have. So it's it's going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out. But what they want, what the ACC wants, is a, a declar a, a declaration from the court that the grant of rights is valid and enforceable and that Florida State knowingly executed the grant of rights and knew the terms at the time that they signed that agreement. So, and, and, and I don't think that there's any, any doubt that they did. So, uh, you know, so, you know, in Florida State, on the other hand, one of the things that they've, that they've said is that there is a chronic fiduciary mismanagement and bad faith 
within the ACC. So they're going to say, listen, we signed up for this, but we didn't sign up for this. You know, like we didn't sign up for all this, you know, bad management and bad contracts. And, and uh, but I don't think that they'll, because they knew that the, the contract ran to 2036. And they knew that the money was what the money is. And, and also, the ACC and ESPN have outperformed their projections. Yeah. Each year, and and so it's kind of moving the ACC. That's one of the things nobody talks about, is that when you look at the projections year over year, the ACC per team is about four to six million dollars above the projections each year, and uh, and they're not falling below those, and and and, and they're kind of building off what they did the, the year prior and building off that. So the projections are way better now than when Florida State you know initially signed up. Now there is a point in this agreement where there is no money slotted. And that is a, that's a period for ESPN to come back. And I don't remember which year this is off the top of my head because there's a lot of, of uh, legal minutia that goes on to this stuff, and it's just really difficult to read while you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really difficult to read while you're talking. But there is a point in the, in the agreement where there is no money slotted from ESPN. And so – and I – I think it's like 27. I think. Yeah. Don't, don't quote me, but but after that, they're like technically we have an agreement with ESPN, but we don't know what the money is, and that's part of Florida State's entire argument. They're saying that they should only owe what is slotted money wise right now. So it might give ESPN a little bit of a um, kick in the butt to try to you know try to hurry up and do this but we've we've been the league has bent over backwards they've gone to the uh keep what you kill model i think they call it the what do they call it they call it the uh uh basically when you win and you, you do better you you get more money and if you do worse you get less and stuff like that it's like uh, commission kind it's of the, it's yeah. the uh i don't know the success initiative is what it's called okay all right the success the success initiative i like keep what you kill it's a yeah, lot easier yeah. you win the acc championship you get to keep a lot more of the money you go to the big you go to the playoff you get to keep a lot more of the money you go to the ncaa tournament and you establish those credits you get a lot more of those credits uh as opposed to boston college who's not going to go to the tournament who's not going to go to uh you know the acc uh, championship game or the college football playoff they can take less and I don't think the SEC is going to do that anytime soon, but they would only do it because of Vanderbilt. <laughs> they yeah. would only do it because of Andy, <laughs> who's not going anywhere anytime soon. I guess they can get their college World Series credits or something. Mm, so. Yeah. They are pretty good. <laughs> they're pretty good at baseball. Oh, they're incredible at baseball. It, it, it's kind of wild. It's like, you can do that in baseball, but where are you on all these other things? You have all this money. Uh, did you watch the SEC Shorts video? No, I did not. Man, what? it's so funny. They do their, their grades, and I love – I'm a sucker for the SEC Shorts. Yeah. But, but uh, they, they do one every single week, and this year it was like at the end of the college football season, and they're doing report cards and everything, and it was really funny. Uh, first of all, they wanted Kentucky to come to the table, but they wouldn't because they wouldn't leave Mark Stoops because they were scared that somebody's going to take Mark Stoops, and the teacher was like, I don't think anybody's going to take him. And <laughs> they're like, no, they might. They might come out of the shadows and take him. And they're like, I don't think you need to worry, <laughs> you know. It was yeah, kind of funny. Uh, and then, uh, but then when they got to Vanderbilt, like they were like, "You don't really even care about football, do you?" And he was like, "No, can I just have my payout now?" <laughs> <laughs> really funny. So I love the SEC shorts; they're really funny. They, they, nobody is uh, nobody spared on the SEC yeah. shorts. That's for sure. So, uh, well, want to roll along here? We're gonna get Ethan Moore on the other side. I do want to tell. Everybody, something cool is happening today with matzah pie. Uh, some, come celebrate over there today. They're going to open up a new location in Clarksville, Indiana. And the brand-new location is only two minutes over 2nd Street Bridge, and it's just a stone's throw away from the giant Colgate clock. So come celebrate today as matzah pie and 1020 open their doors for the very first time. And, and when you go over there, mention ESPN Louisville when ordering and receive a cheese pizza for only 93 $9.93 and a Vienna lager from 1020 Craft Brewery for $6.80. And that's $93.9 and $6.80. And in the new Clarksville pub, going to have wall-to-wall TVs, huge selection of draft beer, hot pizza, and more. And, you know, they have space. And they have a private rooftop for Thunder Over Louisville. Uh, so, you know, I think that 
that's something that you're going to want to go check out. Maybe not today on the rooftop, but like later on. Uh, get So get on over there to Clarksville and see Matzah Pie and 1020 Craft Brewery and tell them ESPN sent you. And visit matzahpie.com for more. So, yeah, get over there, Chase. You know, maybe, maybe I know I know we're going to have, uh, you know, Baranos in there later, but, uh, you know, pr- kind of cool little new spot over there in Clarksville, Indiana with Matzah Pie. So, uh, yeah, that check, sounds good. Check them out over there. So, all right, we're going to continue to roll along here on the Diener Show. We'll get Rummage whenever he can. We'll get Ethan Moore on the other side. Uh, you know, and, and Diener's in Florida. He'll be back on Monday. Uh, and as we roll along here on the Diener Show on the ESPN 680, 105.7 and 93.9 The Ville. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. My appeal. Walk through closet doors and roam all over Coliseum floors. I stepped on stage at Live Aid. All the people gave and the poor got paid. Broadcasting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Blankenbaker and Steve Rummage. Welcome back to The Diener Show here on 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Ville. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs and is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying new Customers can bet $5 on any game and get $200 in instantly in bonus bets. So if you want to bet single games on these NFL playoffs, if you want to parlay them up, do some player props, you can. Um, there's lots of different angles and different ways to bet the NFL playoffs starting tomorrow. Plus, everyone gets a no-sweat same-game parlay for every single playoff game day. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code WHBE. New, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only the DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code WHBE. The crown is yours. If you do have a gambling problem, call one hitter gambler. Must be 18 or over and physically present in the state of Kentucky. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after they're issued. One opt-in is required. One no-sweat token is issued per eligible day after opt-in. No-sweat bonus bet is issued based on the amount, amount of qualifying losing bet. Eligibility max reward limits and deposit restrictions do apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Once again, that's promo code WHB. We've been talking about the ACC and FSU deal, and the only the person who I know knows this stuff backwards and forwards is Ethan Moore, and Ethan Moore is with us. So, uh, Ethan, man, what, what's going on in, in Oldham County with schools this morning? What's, what's going on with you guys? Good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, we, uh, we have a snow day, so... Um, we're, uh, we were in person all week, uh, regularly scheduled, um, until today. So, um, you know, I, I'm always, I'm always good with one or two snow days and, you know, I need that, I need that summertime, uh, summertime sun. So right, um, I'll take exactly. today, you know, relax, nice little, um, long weekend, but, uh, looks like it's going to be warming up soon. Uh, next week so you know i'll take a snow day or two but as long as it's not too many um it's all good right i'm with you on that like uh i don't don't cut into my summer snow you know like like we already have to deal with you i don't want to be inside once the weather gets better longer than i have to be uh for sure so hopefully it doesn't cut into your summer too much there ethan so you know we were talking about this florida state acc stuff uh you know give me your take on it what do you think happens what do you think the mood between FSU and the league is? And just, you know, kind of, you know, I don't know if you heard me talking about it, but what did I miss if you, if you did? No, man, I think um, I think your analysis of it was, was spot on. Uh, what, what's surprising me, guys, is that I think we're headed towards a split in a much quicker time frame than than anybody anticipated. I, I, you know, anybody that wanted to talk conference realignment, you know, I was saying, you know, I think, I think the year that you really need to focus on is 2030. Well, 
Um, once the once uh, FSU and the ACC especially have been uh, firing off all these lawsuits, um, guys, I think the the ACC basically this week um, when they amended their lawsuit, I, I think they're saying, um, you know what? I think Blacker get off the pot. Uh, right. They're wanting. They're wanting. I think they're wanting to move on. Um, they're going to want their money, and they're going to force Florida State to put their money where their mouth is. Uh, you know, it, I don't think. You know, I, I was still kind of hopeful, even a couple of months ago, that maybe they can come to some sort of an agreement. You know, they did this. The, the you know this initiative to where if you have a successful postseason, you know, you'll get more share of the money like they wanted. But I don't think. Um, you know. I would not be shocked if this upcoming season is Florida State's last in the league, um, unless both parties want to drag this out, um, you know, in the courtroom. And I think both parties, at the end of the day, they're going to want to have, they're going to want to move on. You know, Florida State continues to drag this out and him and Hall over it. It can't make themselves look overly attractive to the Big Ten or the SEC. I mean, especially the SEC, they're not going to want to put up. Um, with a program that's you know that's out so publicly making such a huge stink about it, and the longer they do this, um, the less attractive, in my opinion, uh, that that brand is to the two big leagues because they don't technically need them. Now you can make the argument that the Big Ten does since they don't have a, a school in the state of Florida, and I think, guys, when this is all said and done, Florida State's going to the Big Ten. I, I'm not even – I do? don't even think huh. – Yeah, I don't I don't think Florida State and the SEC is going to be in the works. Um, I think uh, the SEC repeatedly – and, again, it can change, of course, but the SEC repeatedly has said um, it's 16 teams, they're good, they don't need to add another brand. And then, you know, with ESPN – is there money there? Is there money there? Because remember, the SEC was thinking about going to nine games, and ESPN said, we're not going to pay for another league game. And then when you own the rights at roughly, what, $20, $25 million less in the ACC, why would why would ESPN want to sign on and say, sure, we're going to give you $65, $70 million a year right. when we're only paying you 40 in the ACC? So I think when Florida State and ACC part ways – um, I think you throw the over under at a year and a half, and right now I'm going to take the under. I think the Knolls are going to be in the Big Ten. It's going to be interesting because uh, Florida State's not an AAU school. They would be the only non AAU school in the Big Ten if that happened. I do agree mm-hmm. with you on the on the SEC. I don't think that that is really in the works. And so it, if if you play it out and it's not the Big Ten, and it's not the SEC, then it's the Big Twelve, and really. The Big 12 money is not better than the ACC money, you know, long-term. The long-term play is to be in the ACC, so it would kind of be like cutting your nose off to spite your face because, yes, you leave the league and you're in a shorter television contract, which is true because the Big 12 will be renegotiating before the ACC is able to renegotiate, so maybe they're banking on that particular negotiation to, to really cash in, but for the time being, that's not the case. Yeah, yeah, and and this is why there's so this is so fascinating to see this all play out because there's so many different directions that this thing can go. I mean, so let's just say Florida State wins their lawsuit. Well, then that changes everything. See you, Clemson. See you, UNC. Right. They're off to a bigger payday quickly. Well, if the ACC wins, I mean, I think then you're looking at okay, then perhaps. Perhaps Florida State, at least in the next five, six years, is the only school to leave. Uh, and then you're back to 16 football playing schools. And then, kind of, I think, Blank, you were saying this you know, months ago as well. Let's just kind of see how stuff plays out. You know what I mean? With the expanded playoff, right. you're going to have more money there. Certainly the ACC is not going to be in the same neighborhood as the Big Ten or the SEC. But in a few years, maybe they gap. Isn't as it isn't as wide, and if you have access to the playoff, isn't that 
at the end of the day, what you want your school to to be able to do, to be able to access, well, if you can get to the college football playoff, you're going to have an easier route in the ACC than you will on the SEC and in the Big Ten, even though the Big Ten uh, outside of this year um, doesn't win uh, a championship. So for me, it's like Florida State, I'm not counting them as an ACC member too much longer, but I still think if the rest of the schools are are willing to kind of see how this expanded playoff and their payouts, um, you know, how that all adds up, then perhaps the ACC can mostly be intact. But if FSU wins this lawsuit, man, all bets are off, and the ACC as we know it uh, won't exist. Yeah, it's an interesting point that you're making there because ultimately – Fans don't care about the money, okay? No. They care about winning. They care about, like, winning on the field, winning championships. And Florida State threw a little bit of a fit because they weren't able to get into the championship. Now, some of it was the league, but a lot of it was their quarterback and their team just not being the same going in. And it gave the the, uh, the playoff committee that, you know, that that uh, out to kind of to move Alabama in, okay? Mm-hmm. But Notre Dame routinely, their administrators there are always like, yeah, we we get less money from NBC, but when we go to different places, we're playing high-level schools when we're winning, when we're in the college football playoff, when we we raise a lot more money for the school and the athletic department just by being in those games than we would if we were affiliated with a league. And so they look at it from a fundraising aspect, and when you're winning, ask Cincinnati this before they join the Big 12, and they're in the AAC in the college football playoff. You don't think they were unable to raise a bunch of money during that time? You know, because with all that excitement, they're going to play Alabama in the Cotton Bowl, things like that. You want to win. Ultimately, fans only care about the money if it's stopping them from doing something that they want. That's the only thing. Exactly. And it's like, you know, again, the ACC's average school payout's around $40 million. Um, at last check, um, the SEC was bringing in, I think it was like 49, and now that's going to change with um, their latest media rights deal. Um, and so, and I'm still, and I've said this for weeks, man, I think that the, that the money for the media rights, I think that bubble's going to burst soon. We see it in the Premier League already. Went, you see it in the yeah. Premier League already. It's already happening. Yeah, by the time they the, those schools renegotiate, you know, there was talk about schools bringing in a hundred million dollars per year per school. That's not, from my view, that's not going to be attainable. And yes, the Big Ten and the SEC will make more money than the ACC and the Big Twelve. But if the gap can close just a little bit, I mean, how many chocolate waterfalls in the locker room do you need? Well, I that mean, if that's you have the thing. all of the money. For the for the for the access for recruiting for infrastructure and all that other stuff, like, and you can still have access to the playoff. Why jump? Sure, everybody needs you know you want more money, but if if you're making fifty million dollars a year instead of seventy, that it, there is a gap. Don't get me wrong, there is a gap. But if you can still if your if your programs are successful and you're not in the red. I mean, and you have easier an easier path to the playoff. I mean, wouldn't it be prudent to just hang out where you are? And then if you're in the ACC and you have that initiative and you're making the playoff, you're going to be closer to that $70 million as opposed to getting your just $50 million because you are being successful in the postseason. Yeah, and that two, two points that you just kind of touched on there that are, that are really interesting. Uh, the problem for Florida State specifically is becoming exacerbated because – uh, number one, they're in debt. They went into deeper debt this year, uh, you know, despite all their success and everything, uh, than than they had been in the past. So they continue to roll in the debt, and they just gave Mike Mike Norvell uh, a bigger contract. They're still spending money. It's one of the reasons why Vince Tyro is very attractive to them, uh, you know, as an athletic director candidate. Was because you know they they wanted to figure out a way to fix their financial situation. Um, and and which he did here, and we're on the way of a we're on we're all still on a lot of that plan that Vince laid laid out for us to you know reduce our debt that we had to create for our facilities. We're not in the ACC. We're not in these conversations without it. I'm not throwing dirt on Tom Jurich at all. It was necessary, but it had to be 
restructure. Things had to get changed, you know, like you got mm-hmm. to a place where you had to re uh, redo some things financially uh, to, to make, make it make it work for you. Now, we're still digging out of that. The other side, too, Ethan, is when in August it's possible that the rule changes for the following year that that schools can and maybe even required to pay players. And, and how does that look? for a school that's already bleeding money, like Florida State, mm-hmm. and you're going against the Big Ten and the SEC who have increasingly a bigger gap against you, that's what's pushing Florida State. That's why they're that's why they're urging this on. Yeah, and I can, I can certainly see it from their perspective. But, I mean, I think Clemson's in the same boat, but they're at least going about it a different way. You know, they're not – airing their dirty laundry seemingly every month. Um, they're looking, you know, they're going behind the scenes to see um, what options they are. I, and I don't blame any other school out there that's looking for ways to increase, um, you know, their their revenue. And so, um, the, the, you know, the disheartening part about Florida State is, you know, they, they're making this so public. Um, you know, and, and I'm not even saying that they're going overboard with it. And I'm glad that they're putting some pressure on Jim Phillips because I don't think um, that he has done a good job in in bolstering the league. I don't think he's done a good job in, in advocating for the league. Uh, and, you know, he was obviously um, a day late and a dollar short when it comes to expansion. You had uh, Brett Yormark company at the Big 12 um, doing all of the legwork, all of the groundwork, um, to acquire all of those Pac-12 schools, and then when the ACC, uh, you know, tried to tried to have a meeting um, with its members to pursue potentially five to seven Pac-12 schools, well, they already had a relationship with the Big 12 because Brett Yormark did his due diligence, you know, and, and Jim Phillips um, wasn't. He sat on so, his hands, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he did, and he did with exactly. Florida State in the playoff too. He didn't advocate for them at all. Uh, yeah, you know, going in like Sankey did in the SEC. Exactly, and so that's the and that's that's the problem. You you had an opportunity, and again, we were we're saying this when we were talking about this stuff in the summertime. You had to you position yourself, and you can still make the argument that the ACC is the number three out of the four power conferences, but you really had a window. To seize that momentum, grab a Colorado, grab Utah, grab Arizona and Arizona State. You know, you could have had really your your yeah your footprint on the, being the best college basketball conference and still you know having new markets. And that was and that's the good thing with the three editions. You're in Dallas now. You're in Northern California. The ACC network will now get the extended carriage fees because you're in new markets. And so that, and then in addition with the schools coming in uh, either for free for for a little bit with SMU or at a 30% discount or a 70% discount, only getting 30% of the share with with um, Stanford and Cal, you're you're bringing more money into the conference. Well, right. if you could have added those teams in those new markets, the ACC net, network would command you know higher carriage fees. That's more money for the league. And people kept saying, well, it's not going to move the needle that much. Well, it's better than doing nothing. It's just yeah. like the argument for the state and sports betting. Well, it's only going to bring in, only in air quotes, 25 to $30 million more a year. Well, it's that's a lot. zero. That's a lot of money. <laughs> that's yes. a lot of money. <laughs> yes. Oh, so, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, you, you we're on the same page with Jim Phillips. It's just like, man, you you're not aggressive enough. You don't, you know, now you're reactionary. I do like the fact that the ACC is, you know, calling FSU's bluff and really forcing them to be like, okay, all right, well, here's what we're going to do. You're breaching this. And so I don't see, you know, I see them splitting ways. I see this moving a lot faster than I did even um, this fall when word started coming out. Um, I think the ACC is ready to, you know, ready to go to, ready to go to battle. Well, uh, to, to part ways, but we'll see what happens, man. You're going to get that 572 million and send forth it on their way. We'll see. 572. I mean, they're in financial straits because of buyouts and different things like that from coaching buyouts. What, what kind of financial strait are you in if you spend 572 million dollars to get out of a league like that? Right. You know, but oh. I, you know, yeah, it's crazy. But I, I, I want to get your reaction to. Uh, to Kenny Payne, you know, obviously because the first half didn't count yesterday against Carolina, we beat North Carolina. I didn't know if you knew that, 
Ethan. Um, so, you know, kind of interesting stuff <laughs> from Kenny Payne um, after the Carolina game. Did uh, did Jeff Brom's ten and four season count? It was his first year. I didn't know. If, didn't count. That... Nope. This is the first yeah. year for Jeff Brom coming in. Uh, I guess I don't even know who. I don't know who takes responsibility for an ACC championship appearance and ten and four and nationally ranked. But uh, somebody's going to take it. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if he was uh, if he used the portal in NIL at all. I wonder if that's you know those two those two. <laughs> yeah. Je- Jeff Brom uh, yeah. took the job with some urgency. <laughs> yeah. You guys nailed it yesterday morning, listening to you guys on the way to work. Um, I mean, it's just it's one of those things that we had a couple weeks of a reprieve where KP didn't say anything, um, you know, nonsensical in his press conferences where you're just like, what, you know, facepalm. But, you know, when you say that, and again, I mentioned this on the on the late night postgame show, um, I did say, you know, I did specify and clarify that, that at least KP said in his world – this is how he views this. Other people might. He didn't know, and it's like, come on, man, you know. And, you, know. and you said it yesterday, man. You're like, the city knows. The program knows. The fan base knows. You know, the alumni, they all know yep. that um, for last year counted. Um, and you have season ticket holders. Oh, they're As irate as I've ever heard them. I heard uh, Birdhead Ryan call in. And he is one of, you know, I'm assuming hundreds of fans that are like, are you serious? Well, yeah, because Birdhead Ryan's going to all these games, and he's like steadfast, and he's like, yeah, I don't want Kenny, but I'm going to go to these ball games. And then it's like, well, last year didn't count? It's like, what? Yeah. Like you, and and there's like all these lists of things that Kenny Payne just shouldn't say. Uh, I want to be Kentucky by one, and uh, this is this is the first year. Like, there's a long list of things, like, in that line that he should never say, but he's just saying them. Yeah. Uh, Karan Davis didn't do anything wrong. Um, <laughs> he's not in trouble, but he's not, not playing. But he's dismissed from the team. <laughs> yeah. He's at the game. I didn't know he was at the game, but, I mean, how do you, how do you not know a player that you suspended is at the game? Like, yeah. So, yeah, it's the the play on the court is bad. The PR gaffes are bad. And, and people were making this making this good point yesterday. They're like, well, okay, let's just grant him his last year didn't count. Well, six and eleven and one and five in the ACC in your quote unquote first year is terrible too. Yeah, it's also so. Bad. It's not like you're having a phenomenal season this year, where you could really you could even attempt to push that narrative. So yeah, at the end of the day, um, you know, watch each game on an individual basis. If you win, then you're pleasantly surprised. If you lose, that's what you expect. Ten mm-hmm. yeah, no, and nine overall, three and twenty-three in the ACC, one and twenty-one in road neutral site games. Those are facts, and those are atrocious. And that is not Louisville basketball. And I'm looking forward to a change um, at the end of the season, and we can get back to the Louisville basketball we all know and love. Yeah, sixteen games as a fifteen point or more underdog in his tenure. Uh, there's only three other games in Louisville basketball history that uh, meet that criteria. It didn't happen under Padgett, didn't happen under Patino, didn't happen under Pagese or Mack. It, it, it's 16 of 19 games happened uh, where Louisville's a 15-point underdog. And that's that's an opinion from Vegas. I get it. But that's <laughs> that's happening a ton to Louisville, and it shouldn't be happening. And you're not winning. And you don't have anybody committed you know, like there's nobody wow. like like the one kid that's committed is from Purvis, and if we know anything about F- Purvis, that kid's flaking out too. So it's over. Yeah, it's and over. if he wanted to come, he would have signed in November. I mean, all right. all indications are he's looking at other options. But again, he's a he's a three star prospect ranked near the two hundreds. Is that the type of prospect commiserate with what Kenny Payne was was? We were told that he was going to bring bring in. Absolutely sure. not. Well, and then everybody's like, well, what happens if he signs Carter Knox? I'm like, well, he signed Trenton Flowers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. until they actually and, play. And, yeah. and by the way, I don't know if it would matter if he got the 96 Bulls. No. Like, I don't think it matters. He doesn't have the organizational leadership that it takes to run a high-level program as the head coach. Um, no. and, and you see it from Jeff Brom, Jeff Walls, uh, Danny Busman Kelly, Dan McDonald, those yeah. people have organizational leadership that 
is you can see quantifiable, measurable results. Kenny Payne doesn't have it. He's got two different assistant coaches wearing Nike products at his coaches' shows on television. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's what, in blank, that's what they're harping on, the, t- the attention to detail, the little things. Well, as a staff, you're not taking care of the little things. Um, P- the PR gaffes, wearing Nike on the coaches, those are the little things as well. And then again, all you got to do is trust your eyes. Right. And, you know and what the mean? thing you is, know, is, you know, the, the play on the court is not up to snuff. Uh, the, right. the PR gaffes, et cetera. You, you, you know with your eyes, you see what you see, you hear what you hear. And this is not what we're used to with Louisville basketball. You mentioned that blank about the, you know, the underdogs 16 of the 19 times. The same stat applies to like you were undefeated at home, you know, oh, in yeah. November. Uh, at the Yum Center for or, for a stretch, you had an X amount of number of losses in the last, you know, what, 13 years, and then you know, under Kenny Payne, like they have six losses at home in the Yum Center in November. Like those are the type of of facts and stats that you cannot deny, and you bring that up, and there is no tough decision in March. Like no, you're no, moving no. on so... because the, he's firing himself with the results and what he's. And how he's conducting the program through this year plus. I mean, he's firing himself. He has the same number of wins in a year and a half that Jeff Brom did in four months. Yeah, I know. Jeff Brom would have to lose like for all of his games four years in a row in order to kind of be in the same exact spot. So crazy. It's it's really sad. It's really you know I'm I'm super disappointed in it. And I'm super disappointed in the program, but I'm excited for uh, you know what do we got? Eight weeks. Eight weeks. Yeah. Eight nine weeks, so uh, we'll, we'll be there soon. It'll be there. It'll be here before we know it, and we can start to move on, begin a new era. But Ethan, man, I appreciate. Enjoy your snow day. Uh, I don't know, man. Get some rest. You know, take a long nap or something, buddy. Man, we'll we'll try to do that. Perhaps maybe a little sledding. I don't know if there's enough snow out there to do that. I like to it's do that cold. once. It's going yes. to be cold. Fifties in the forecast for next week, man. I tell you what, that's gonna it's gonna feel like we're on a beach next week. I'm, I'm ready for it. So I'll tell you that. All right, Ethan Moore, Louisville Sports Live. You can catch him, uh, you know, all the time on ninety three nine. So uh, appreciate you taking the time, and we'll chat with you soon, buddy. Yes, sir, man. You have a good weekend. You too, hundred um, percent. Ethan Moore, Louisville Sports Live. Uh, always great stuff uh, from him. Guys, I you know stepped on the scale this morning. I'm back on my way. 18 pounds down. Tri-State Men's Health is uh, helping me with that. I'm on their weight loss program. I'm also on a testosterone, small amount of testosterone, but still uh, helpful uh, there. And and guys, if you're looking to uh, you know accomplish your goals, if you're wanting to lose some weight, have more energy, Tri-State Men's Health can help you with that. So go to tristatemenshealth.com. Take the low T quiz. It's a simple 10 question quiz with yes or no. Answer. It's going to take you about two minutes. They'll do your lab work in-house. You'll schedule your consult. And then a licensed medical provider is going to sit down and review your results. And they'll discuss your options. Go through your medical history. You need to get this done, guys. Don't wait too long because you this is just something you got to take care of yourself. Take take the reins and, uh, you know, start making progress. Start feeling better. Tri-State Men's Health can do that for you. Cost of appointments, $99, but if you, st- you sign up for the T treatment there on the day of your appointment, your visit will be free. Give a call.